Welcome to episode 5 of What Kind of Country. I'm Victoria Meakin and I'm moving with my family to the beautiful country of New Zealand. It's 2021 and the world is still in the grip of the coronavirus pandemic. So myself, my husband and our two young children are governed by New Zealand's very strict managed isolation rules, meaning we'll be spending two weeks in a government mandated hotel. And I'm delighted to say that I'll be dedicating part of that time to speaking remotely to some very generous Kiwis who've given up their time to help me answer the question, in 2021, what kind of country are we moving to? Coming up in this episode, our MIQ exercise regime brings about an Olympic connection. Now, one of the ways that our organisers at our MIQ hotel have been trying to keep up spirits is by inviting guests to draw pictures or write messages on the hoardings that screen off our outdoor exercise area. It's something that our kids love looking at as we head outside at our allotted time each day. One particular drawing is captioned NZ Olympic Trampolining Team. And that set me thinking... And I'm delighted to say that my guest today is the artist behind that doodle, the New Zealand Olympic trampolining coach, Angie Dougal, who spent her two weeks of MIQ in this hotel just a short time ago. Hello, Angie. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And uh, I think you can picture the scene exactly as to uh, where I'm at at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can. Although you've got two small children, so it must be a little bit more challenging than my time was. It may be, but we've also got two rooms and uh, that is fantastic. So they've done us proud and it's a pretty comfortable place to be. So we're really grateful. Of course, you're in managed isolation after returning from the Olympics. But before we talk about your very successful trip to Tokyo, I'm going to start by asking you the usual three questions about New Zealand that I'm asking every interviewee. So firstly, Angie, could you tell me what your favourite New Zealand beach is? Well, for me, it would have to be somewhere fairly close to home. So um, it would be Omaha Beach, which is just an hour out of Auckland, but a big, long, white, sandy beach and and convenient to us, but still feels like you're getting away. So it's, it's an amazing place to go. In normal times when you're not in lockdown, how often would you get up to that part of the world? Well, we try and go maybe every couple of months um, for a weekend or a long weekend and then some time in the holidays as well. And uh, leading on from that, my second question, where in New Zealand would you recommend I take my young family camping? Well, I don't know if young family and camping really go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm being really optimistic here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We just spent some time in a campground at Cook's Beach um, last summer and that was an amazing campground um, with great facilities so yeah definitely Cook's Beach would be a great place to take them I think. And excuse my ignorance where, whereabouts is that? Uh, in the Coromandel so in the North Island. Mm-hmm. A very beautiful spot no doubt if, if it's very in the Coromandel. Beautiful. Yes. Thirdly I wondered if you could name one thing that you think every visitor to New Zealand should experience. Oh, I think the beaches, um, getting out on the water. If you can get out fishing on a boat or out into the ocean, we spend a lot of time on our boat out in the harbour and um, 
we see dolphins and whales and all sorts of amazing things out there while the boys are fishing. So it's a pretty special place. That sounds absolutely wonderful. Thank you for those suggestions. I'm building up this quite fantastic catalogue now. I'm sure Um, it'll be great. Absolutely. And I'll be going back to it time and time again, I'm, I'm sure. If I can move back now to you and the Olympics, of course, you witnessed 24-year-old Dylan Schmidt, who you've been coaching or involved in coaching since he was six years old, put in that stunning trampoline performance and uh, come away with a bronze medal in Tokyo. Angie, I was wondering, was that little kid from Tiana, who you first met all those years ago, flashing before your eyes as you watched this amazing Olympian succeed and stand on the podium? Oh, absolutely. Um, I know Dylan's an adult and I, I fully, um, we, we run his campaign very athlete-centred because he is an adult, but he's still a little boy quite often in my eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I've known him for a really long time and see him grow up into an amazing adult um, is pretty special. I've read in interviews that you saw this great potential in Dylan when he was a young boy. I wondered if you could tell me what kind of qualities shine out in really young gymnasts when you spot them as having some potential? Uh, Well, I think immediately uh, it's the physical attributes. Um, So Dylan is a mesomorph. He's a a very muscular person. Um, And when he was six, he had a full six-pack of abs, um, unlike I've seen on any six-year-old or nearly any person. (laughs) Um, So his physical attributes were definitely there. But over time, what I've learned as a coach and a teacher is that um, it takes a hell of a lot more than that. So he had the the family support, which is crucial. Um, So his parents have supported him wholeheartedly from afar, um, quite well so they've got the balance really right of of not getting too involved but being really supportive Mm -hmm. and then he also is just a very driven but calm athlete so he definitely wants to win but if if it doesn't go his way he's able to process that as well so not get too emotionally invested in the performance As you know, this podcast is asking about what kind of country New Zealand is in 2021. For young gymnasts in New Zealand with raw talent, how do they start accessing the training and support that may help them progress? It's really important to find a really good club and a really good coach. Um, And we have amazing clubs and coaches throughout the country. And finding the right value fit, I think, is really important like that um, for the family and and the gymnast. It's important to maybe shop around and not be too invested in in one coach or club because every coaching club is different. But finding the right value set, I think, so that you and the club are really aligned in how you want to progress through the sport, I think that's probably pretty crucial. When it comes to to your career, Angie, as a a sportswoman and a coach and teacher, is there a particular tournament or competition that you look back on most fondly of all the ones that you've experienced? Hmm, Good question. Um, For me personally, I remember one of my last national championships as 
having a, a great performance. I don't remember where I got, I don't remember anything, but I just remember I was sort of in that flow state and hopping off and saying to my coach, who was my dad, um, is my dad, um, and just saying to him, I don't remember what I did because it all just happened without me trying too hard. And I suppose then in the competitions that I've coached at, when you can see an athlete perform without over trying and it all just coming together on the day. And that was Dylan um, in Tokyo. It, it, the plan that we have had for so long and then the, the little pieces of the plan that we've had for the last eight months just came together. And it was really, um, really nice to see for him that he could just take one step at a time and it all, the plan just came off. You also work with the Black Ferns as their player development manager. Now, the Sevens, of course, captured hearts and minds worldwide, really, winning Olympic gold and then with their positivity on and off the pitch, it really beamed out of them. I wonder, how do you think they've harnessed and also maintained that? Well, I work mainly with the Black Ferns 15s um, and my colleague Nikita works with the 7s. But I have had some time with the sevens um, over the last few years, and a lot of the sevens girls also play fifteens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for for the sevens program, they've really got it right in understanding that the players are people first and players second, and that is that is huge for me in the way I coach, and I know for them in the way they approach their sport now. And you hear Ruby, uh, Ruby Tui talking about it a lot. The focus on the, their mental health has been massive, um, and that is not there to deter performance; it's to enhance performance. Mm-hmm. And when you get that right, I think there, as we can see, players are unstoppable. Then this next question very much leads on from that. I was listening to a recent Radio New Zealand interview that you did and you said I loved this so I wrote it down actually you don't have to knock people down to climb up yourself you can bring them with you and you can stand on each other's shoulders and you can be great together I think that's a really wonderful statement Um, I wondered uh, how mainstream do you think that kind of attitude is in high level sports in New Zealand today I don't I don't know the answer I hope it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I see it, sometimes I don't. Uh, I think that there are a group of people that are really um, passionate about that and I'm really hoping that those voices are heard loudly. The one thing is that in New Zealand we are so small, we need to be able to harness each other's greatness to be able to take on the rest of the world. And I know that within High Performance Sport New Zealand, they have that as an idea. And so there's a lot of knowledge sharing that tries to go on. I'm not sure that all coaches feel like that. For some reason, um, coaching sometimes becomes a bit competitive and and I understand that, Um, but definitely together we're stronger. 
You've pretty much swapped MIQ for level four lockdown in Auckland <laughs> at the moment, Angie. I'm sorry about that. Uh, once, <laughs> okay. uh, once the restrictions are eased, what's the first thing you plan to do with a bit more freedom? Well, we need to get back in the gym training. So um, other than that, I'm not really missing too much. I'd love to get into into camp and around the country and see my girls, my rugby girls, because I haven't seen them for a while. But level four lockdown for me, compared to MIQ, is absolute freedom. Um, <laughs> and I had been away from my family for four weeks. So to be forced into having um, all of this time with them is quite nice. So I'm not complaining at all about the lockdown. I'm really enjoying the time at home with the kids. Um, but Dylan and I have been talking about how he can get back training because uh, he has world champs in 10 weeks and he hasn't touched a trampoline in three now, nearly four. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, trying to get back in touch with my athletes and my players would be really nice. I'm going to pop back now, Angie, to those more general questions about New Zealand that I'm asking all of my interviewees. So as a final question from me, could I ask, what one piece of advice would you give to a newcomer to New Zealand who's just arrived and is planning to make a life here? I think it's it's about embracing the, the chill life that we have here in New Zealand. Um, coming from, I lived in the UK for three and a half years and coming back was a bit weird because everything was so laid back mm-hmm. um, and it took a little little while to remember that you can go out in your track pants um, <laughs> <laughs> because in London that was just not a thing so yeah just understanding that um, everything is a little bit more laid back um, but also I suppose on the other side of that when I went into the UK it was quite tricky because you just didn't have your close-knit family and friends around so trying to find someone that you can talk to and that understands and will listen I think is probably really important Mm -hmm. um, because it can be a little bit isolating being on the other side of the world great Angie thank you so much for that and it's been a real pleasure to speak to you I'm going to say hi to your artwork this afternoon when uh, I have my uh, allocated <laughs> exercise outside and I'll think of you as I walk You can past. wave at it and I'll I feel will. that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Big thanks to my guest today, Angie Dougal, who will be back supporting some of New Zealand's top athletes once lockdown restrictions ease. What Kind of Country was written, presented and edited by me, Victoria Meakin. My producer in Christchurch is Bridget de Goldie, and our original music was written and performed in New Zealand by Corey Borzica. What Kind of Country is a Broaden Up production.